You're listening to the dollop. This is Boom. a bi-weekly American history podcast. Each week, once a week, I, tea drinker, lover of watches. Oh, wow. Smeller of grass. What are you smelling grass for? Dave oh, Anthony reads okay? a story from American history to his friend. Gareth Reynolds, who has no idea what the topic is going to be about. Why the touching? This is the problem when you get cameras involved. Now you're adding like visual elements that... I love you. <laughs> Gareth? should just do these naked and not tell anyone. What does that mean? I, I'm trying to get naked with you by any I means necessary. His jam pad. Jam pad? I'm the fucking hippo guy! Dave, okay. My name's Gary. <laughs> My name's Gary. Wait. Is it for fun? And this is not going to become a Tiggly podcast. Okay. This is like anarchy! On a five-part coefficient. <laughs> now hit him with the puppy. You both present sick arguments. <laughs> no sleep tell hippo! No sleep tell hippo! Action part. Gary. No. Nicely done, my friend. No. No. Rhoda. Rhoda at the court. February 11th, 1907. Okay. Ooga. What? Yeah, I didn't know Ooga. What? William Levitt. Okay. Was born in Brooklyn, New York. His father was Abraham Levitt. Uh, he was uh, from England, Abraham originally, uh, but uh, raised over here in the U.S. He was a real estate investor, and he dabbled a bit. Uh, oh, he was a real estate lawyer and dabbled a bit in, in, in real estate He investing. represented houses. He represented houses. He's yeah. like, sir. Your Honor, my client's a two-story home. Okay. I rest. Uh, sir, um, I got to figure out how to do my job better. Well, there's no, there's no actually case against your house. I know. That's part of the big problem here. <laughs> How are you getting paid? Well, the house... I don't know, actually. Okay, so you're bad at all this. <laughs> I'm 60 years old. <laughs> yeah. My, Guilty. My, my life is... Guilty. My own place. William had one uh, younger brother, Alfred. He was uh, like five years younger. Uh, uh, William attended school in New York and then went uh, on to go to New York University. In 1929, his father Abraham started a uh, real estate uh, development sure. company. He called it Levitt and Sons. Catchy. So it also makes you think that maybe the Sons are... How about involved. Levitt or Levitt? Why don't you go with that? Boom. That's already... Way better. ...a thing. Well, wasn't then. Um... Obviously, his sons were supposed to be involved in the business. The Great Depression forced a proper... So they're doing this deal to develop property, and then the Great Depression hits, which I guess a lot of people... was a bummer. I, do you think by putting great on it, we've sort of sullied how shitty it really was? Because to me, that's, that's just weird I to mean, put maybe, great on something we, that's that it terrible. Should, it should be called the, the fucking shittiest the, depression. The shitty depression. The, the worst depression. Worst depression. Then if you tell people we're headed for another worst depression, I think people maybe, you know, yeah. this, the small sect of the population might be like, oh, that's bad. I think they weren't really thinking about names back the then. The fantastic no. depression. <laughs> Woo! Um, so it forced this property developer they were working with to default on payments, and then Abraham Levitt had to step in and complete the job himself to protect his investment. Okay. So he has no experience with the construction, so he calls on his sons, who were in college, to help. Both dropped out of college, joined up, and went to work. Okay. The upscale development was called Strathmore. Sure. They had a policy to not to sell to Jews. Okay. 
Okay, sure. So, okay, good. Uh-huh. You know, sometimes it's uh, the podcast is a little bit like finding truffles. Uh-huh. Yeah, you know, sometimes you got to dig for a little while. Other times they're just sitting right in front of you. Sometimes they come right at you. Yeah. So, yeah. Sometimes truffles aren't you. Um. Uh, so. Uh, so they. they so, so their policy was to not rent to Jews. Right. Here's right. um. Here, and we're here, we're in America. There's the there's the boys and their dad. Um, oh boy. We are yeah. in, we're in the New York area. Okay. So well, this, the one on the right there, the one with the glasses, definitely looks like he's got a no Jew policy. That's Alfred. That's Alfred. Yeah. Okay. Um, they're Jewish. Hmm. <laughs> Did I not mention that? I think they're that's Jews the who decided for business reasons to not, not sell to, to Jews. Their, you guys get it, right? The anti-Semitic Jew, I thought, was just a it's trope of stand-up anti- comedy. It's not even anti-Semitic. No. To them, it's just strictly a business decision. Oh boy, this is like... And the other Jews are probably like, well, I get it. Yeah, no, that's what I was going to say. Yeah, it's sort of like this weird... Like, <laughs> well, I make money, I yeah. get it. That's anti-Semitic. <laughs> We're Jews! Okay. Um, and it worked. Okay. Strathmore uh, was such a success that Levitt and Sons purchased more Long Island farmland and built more homes throughout the Depression. Okay. Uh, so, uh, and, and it was good for farmers, too, at the time because of the golden uh, nematode, which you... Uh, oh, the golden nematode? The golden eelworm, also... Yeah, and the also golden eelworm. the yellow potato cyst. Well, those... The, let me... Uh, let me n- nematode, yeah. Go ahead. But, uh, well, you finish your thought, and then I'll jump in as far as my thought on all those things. Well, it's ravaging the potato crops, obviously. Well, obviously. Uh, and so farmers are just looking to sell because yeah. they're, they're losing everything. And, exactly. The... the well, and that was a big part of it. Worm. And that was a big part of it was the golden eelworm. Yeah. <sighs> so wait, what's going on? <laughs> uh, so it's a per- it's basically a perfect time to buy land and, and but be- because it. farmers' crops are just getting eaten just getting, by to getting wasted by this this fucking golden eel. Worm. eel? Golden. Uh, you can call it the golden uh, nematode or uh, one golden of these is a Bond worm. movie. Is this where I'm supposed to pick which one's a Bond yep, movie? Yep. I think the golden eel's the Bond yes! movie. I knew it. Whammy. So the, uh, um, so they have this, like I said, no, no Jewish policy doesn't affect them at all. They sell like crazy. It's, it's a great deal. Okay. And uh, then they're buying up this land that used to be farmland to yeah, build okay. potato land. Right. As the, as the Levitt's built, they got better and better at it, more and more efficient. They built mostly upscale houses around Long Island. And then in the 1930s, William became the company president while his younger brother, Alfred designed the homes. Okay. All right. Sure. So you see the guys there. Yeah. Dad, smi- Dad, a constant, constant happiness. There's William. Did I give you William over there? Yeah. There's William. Yeah. William. Yeah. Yeah. In front of him is one of his maps. I love maps. You can see right there he's working. Yeah. Clearly. That doesn't look staged at all. William. Uh, so William's the president. Alfred's the like designer. Then World War II came and Levin Sons won a Navy contract to build cheap homes for shipyard workers in Virginia. Okay. Um, they figured out the non-art of mass production techniques. Okay. <laughs> the war also led William to enlist in the Navy in 1943. So William goes to war. Th- that one is William. Yeah. Okay. That guy right there. Right. Okay. He's the main guy. Right. He'll be he's the our, main guy. He's our, right. Yeah, in, in 1944, the GI Bill of Rights was passed. It was designed to reabsorb millions of returning vets at a time when housing is in short supply. So you know, all these guys come back from war. Right. You got not enough houses for people. Right. It's a total shit show. Uh, the bill gave veterans and small, uh, 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 small business loans, right? So you're a vet, you get a small business loan, you can get college tuition, job training, hiring privileges, unemployment payments, and low-interest mortgages. Okay. 
So housing construction goes bananas. Sure. Right? Totally through the roof. From uh, 114,000 new homes in 1944 to 1.7 million new homes in 1950. So wow. that's a pretty big increase. Yeah. Okay. I, if, if I'm doing math, it's like 8%. Yeah. Something close to that. Um, this is obviously very exciting uh, unless you're uh, a black guy. Right. Um, because of the GI's first 67,000 mortgages, fewer than 100 were taken up by non-whites. And that's not because they didn't want them. Right. It's because they just weren't being offered. And now we just want to see how this goes. Oh, did we not? Oh, we should have called it the white GI Bill. But basically all these guys went and fought for our country, black guys, coming back thinking, well, we fought for the country, so... Now we get to be a part of the dream, and then it was just a door slammed in their face. Right, and then they're just, there's a hundred that they get. So they have lottery odds of getting a home. It's bad. Right. So when William came back, he had picked up um, in his time in the Navy uh, cheaper and faster ways to build. Um, okay. So they must have put him to work. Over if you there. hold a gun at an employee's head, he moves. <laughs> they really work hard, guys. Uh, so, um, so they're building... Um, he realized they can crank it out fast if they do it the way that he learned. So there's there's thousands of new married couples looking for an affordable place to live. Okay. Um, William realized if they built a ton of identical homes, all with the newest appliances, they could sell them cheap. It was to be the first planned community in America. It's the first suburb. Right. Wow. Oh, my God. They called it Levittown, New York. What did they do? What? It's fine. They called it Levittown, New York. They used Henry Ford's Detroit assembly line approach. Oh, man. What a, yeah. Teams of workers put up identical houses like they were working in a factory. They were able to build 36 houses a day. Jesus Christ. There's no basements, no garages, and nothing to tell the houses apart. They used pre-cut lumber, and they were built on concrete slabs. Okay. They had to have the building codes changed um, because most places didn't allow you to build on concrete slabs, but then there was such a need for houses. They're like, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Do it on the slab. They wouldn't allow you to build on concrete slabs? No, I think it um, d- makes for a less stable house. A slab does? Yeah. Okay. What do I know? I think of it. I think if... Aaron, I, have no, I have absolutely no idea, but I think if you build it on the ground and you put, you know you put beams into the ground or whatever right. you do, you're going to have a more flexible sort of situation. But if you just build on a slab, you're talking about cracking, you're talking about, right. you know. Oh, okay. I get what you're saying. Um, and then it doesn't give as much with the land as it settles or whatever. I would imagine that's it. I could I'll be call totally, my brother after this. We'll get I clear. could totally be totally wrong. Yeah, you call your brother. Yeah. Now. <laughs> that would be um, amazing. I could. I'm trying to find this construction picture, which I can't the find. One that, is it the one that says construction? No, it's not that one. It's this one. Okay, so that's what they look like. So there's guys putting together a house. So they literally are... You it can looks see, like they're putting together, about to do a musical. Wait, guys, so while they're building the house, they put down the slab, and then they've got wood around it, and then they've got, uh, they've got kitchen shit. They've got... It looks even like the white picket fence is sitting right there ready to get put up. Refrigerator, stove, like it's right. all there. Like they just bring it in all at once right. it's and now build like, it in a fucking day. Yeah, it's very... Like when I first moved to L.A., like the easiest place to rent was just this place that was mo- like, you know, that exact same yeah, thing. They're all the same. The walls are thin as shit. Yeah. They give you everything. You're like, oh, that'll be easy. Yeah. So uh, <clears throat> so they basically cut out the middleman. They're using non-union labor, which brought picket lines. Uh, and then they're buying directly from manufacturers. Uh, they're buying everything. Right. House, you know, TV, free, whatever it's in there. Right. Um, people wanted them. Uh, first they rented, then they sold. The price was for a house... 
$6,990 for a fully furnished home. Oh, yummy. All the buyer needed was a $90 deposit. Oh, my God. And payments. I'll take $30. $58 a month. Oh, my God. Wow. Most Leviton homes were bought uh, by returning. But, honey, it's pretty steep. It's $90. (laughs) How are we going to afford this? Honey, come on. I just feel like in two years we're going to be kicking ourselves. Um, so it's mostly done by, mostly bought by young GIs coming back. Sure. Not black ones. No. The, the morning the first homes went up for rent, 1,500 families lined up outside, uh, the place. Look at this. So there's a big line of people waiting to buy the places. They're all, those are people lined up waiting to buy a house. Wow. That's on the first day. Weird. Um, well, they're renting to own. That's basically what it is. Uh, they fill out application. Some camped overnight. And they worried the houses would be gone in the morning. There's like 1,500 houses that they line up for them. Right. Levittown was on uh, top of every little detail. Residents, who were sometimes called Levittowners, oh, God. were at first expected to comply with a lengthy list of rules about the upkeep of their homes and how they use their property. Interesting. Uh, one rule was that they couldn't hang laundry out to dry on Sunday. Oh, well, that one makes sense. Thank Yeah, right? What? Is this, I mean, if it's related to God. It has to be. Why else would it? You can't did, see someone. How do we get away with these God connections? Hold on. But you you can't, hold on. You can't. It's totally reasonable on the, on the day of the day of the week of our Lord, where we celebrate him, that you don't see where a, a piece of clothing where you keep your junk. So your vaginas. we talked to God again today. He is not happy. He um, again has another bizarre request. Uh-huh. Um, we understand he's made some very strange ones, like okay. wine is his blood and yep. crackers his body. Yes, and he sir, wanted like you guys to eat and drink him. Mm-hmm. Um, he now is against when you guys put your clothes out on Sunday. Cause I'm that sorry? is Because, well, it's his day. Uh-huh. And he just doesn't like any of that stuff. He doesn't like chores on his day, but especially not uh, the cho- you know, especially not getting clothes. Okay, Clo- so the, uh, think if you're him. Yeah, clothes on a line on a Sunday. It doesn't mean anything. Well, um, I think it, to most people it's pretty clear. That would be CNN back in that time. You'd have the pro and con. You know, you know, you should be able to hang up your clothes on Sunday. I think that Jesus is upset by it. Well, we've heard uh, interesting debates from both sides. I guess we'll never know if Jesus wants your clothes up or not. Um, they're also not allowed to fence in their yards. There's a fence out there. <clears throat> Uh, well, at first, they, what do you mean? There was a fence in that other picture you put up. Oh, well, uh, that's at first. That okay. might have been taken later, but okay. um, they couldn't fence in the yards at first. Uh, if you didn't take care of your lawn, you'd get a bill. They said uh, where every tree could be planted and how every bush should be trimmed. Um, mm-hmm. So it's hardline conformity, which also included people. Mm-hmm. William promised homeowners uh, a, quote, escape from the claustrophobia of city life. Okay. A.K.A. black people. Oh, boy, of course. <clears throat> so here we go. So the man is now creating the first suburb, and he's already segregating. Oh, yeah, it's a suburb. Come on. There'll be so few black people, you won't need fences. Come on down to Levittown, <laughs> Levittowners. <laughs> what? Racist. So Levitt said he wasn't uh, a racist, I, but he was making a business you decision. Can't, you can't. Uh, He's making a business uh, this decision. Parallel, good God. And he wasn't concerned with making the world a better place, just making money. He yeah. said that. Like he's not. He's like, I'm not about making the world better. I'm about making money. 
<clears throat> a quote. If we but, sell one house to a Negro family, 90 to 95% of our white customers would not buy into the community. It's business, son. It's so weird that it. How is it we live in a time where that sounds familiar, like to our time? Uh, yeah, now? I mean, you know, because everything's great. Uh, this also helped. I'm not racist, but never, he, never goes right. Uh, he also said this would help the homeowners retain the value of their property. Sure, because <clears throat> you know, if black people live in a house, then it's a, it's a right worse. Sure. For that's sure. what he's saying. No, cool. A few black families could take down the whole development. Oh, my God. Take down. <laughs> like, if properly placed, <laughs> if properly placed, every nine houses you put a black family, well, then the whole thing's a wash. Well, we've got to be very, very careful here. And by wash, we don't mean what we're doing on Sundays. Praise Jesus. William explained they couldn't both tackle segregation and the housing crisis at the same time. Mm-hmm. How could we do that? No, yeah. I, How yeah, could that possibly be a... Well, that's why when you say... Wait, you mean it's actually the best time to tackle it? Wait I, a minute. I know. It's like when he's saying, like, look, I'm a businessman. It's like, yeah, but you also, with this move, yeah. simply could make it better. But instead, you're, you're like, no, 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 we'll go with what people think. You're literally reconstructing how America is built. Yeah. This would be exactly... The time we're to- talking about a city on a hill. No black people. No. All right, guys, let's get in these houses. It's like this is when you integrate. Yeah. Um, but he was hopeful that someday. Yeah, would be as different. far as like white people goes, this would be like sneaking vegetables into the cookies. You yeah. could easily right now just sort of be like, and this is what's normal now. And people yeah. would be like, oh, houses. Oh, OK. Yeah. Sorry. Um, so he's he's hopeful that someday it'll be different. Quote, as a Jew, I have no room in my heart for racial prejudice. But the plain fact is that most whites prefer not to live in mixed communities. This attitude may be morally wrong, and it someday may change. I hope it will. He's, so, he's walking. He's on the razor's edge. So stuff like that's like the, that's like the standard sort of right family and house. Um, okay. White white people, small house. You yep. know, family of three or family of four or five. Two point five. Two point five. Yeah. Um, at the time, it was legal to not sell or rent to minorities. Of course. The Federal Housing Administration actually offered mortgages to non-mixed developments, which encouraged developers to create white-only communities. Oh, wow. Language so was... What, what is their plan? Oh, never mind. That's <clears throat> there's a no, dumb question. You know what the fucking plan is. Yeah. Um, language was put into the housing contracts that the homes could not be, quote, be used or occupied by any person other than members of the Caucasian race. So that's in the contract to buy the house. <laughs> in the contract, which is normal. What year are we in now? Um, this is uh, like the late 40s. Oh, my God. Mid-ish 40s. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> but someone did sue over white-only developments. What? It went to the Supreme Court. Okay. Who? <laughs> what did they do? Surprisingly. Well, let me, wait, let me guess. <clears throat> They sought justice. I mean, they actually did. Did they? Shockingly. They disagreed, ruling such restrictions uh, were to be unenforceable as law and contrary to public policy. So they say you can't do that. You can't just say You can't have a Caucasian contract. William Levitt had the language removed from the contracts, but the white-only policy continued. Oh, that's fine. We'll take it out. We'll just keep doing it. Thank you. Instead, they used dog whistles uh, in the Levittown message, it was called, quote, a private haven in a heartless world. A white picket fence. A place where parents wouldn't have to worry about their Worry. Kids. They're bolded. There's a lot of winking. Yeah. 
yeah. Well, that's when we came up with our spokesperson, White Winkman. <laughs> yes, he's always tipping his hat to something. It's never dark out at Levittown. White Winkman. <laughs> You won't need to lock your doors when it's dark. White Winkman. Ding. Um, so, you know, the houses are, you've seen, you've seen these kind of places. They just all look the fucking same. Yeah. I mean, that's all America is now, really. No, I'm, I, it's weird because while, uh, yeah, like this, it feels like it's really become that in like the last like 10 years. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Um, uh, the weird thing is to look at it from above. Oh, Jesus. Well, that is like the thing. That's so crazy when you fly, when you fly in general, but when you fly into L.A. and you're just like, yeah. oh, my God. Yeah, it just stacked. looks crazy. Um, so, Jesus. Uh, as I said, the houses sold fast. 1,400 families moved into the all-white Levittown within the first three hours of the office opening its doors. They were renting with an option to buy. The company kept building and soon had made over 17,000 homes. I mean, if you're making 36 homes a day, that's not hard if you have the fucking land. It's still crazy. Levittown was so successful. I mean, it's, it's like, it's like, it looks like factory farming. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, it really does. Uh, Levittown was so successful that William Levitt was put on the cover of Time magazine in July 1950. Anti-Semitic Jew racist <laughs> Bucks trend. <laughs> Is that fucking the trend, though? No. <laughs> it's just like, oh, oh, Jew finds out how to move white people out of the city. Jew sticks to racist values, blames business, and bad Jews. <laughs> Uh, they went on to build other Levittowns in Pennsylvania, New Jersey, Puerto Rico, and Maryland. The Puerto and Rico all... one just is so weird to me, but yeah, I guess so. Well, you know. I mean, Puerto Rico actually has a pretty large uh, Caucasian population. Yeah. Uh, Levittown, uh, so they had... Uh, Not enough in this day and age to uh, help. <laughs> uh, yeah, sorry. For a time. Uh, we're, we cut you guys loose. I don't know if you know that. Uh, so Levittown has a public elementary schools, uh, Olympic-sized pools. There's parks. There's baseball fields. There's playgrounds. There's shopping so they, centers. So, like it's a, right, it's, a, it's, right. an, it's a suburb. They built a suburb. Right. right. They built a place you never have to leave. That's exactly right. Uh, this is white flight. This is people running from the cities. Right. Um, by the time the last Levitt and Sons house was purchased in 1951, they had earned the distinction of having completed the largest housing development ever constructed by a single builder. As they built more and more, they started building what they called ranches, which had a carport and a TV built into the staircase. Um, Wait. So they're, yeah, so you know the staircase goes up, well yeah. then underneath. Oh, they You know where you would, uh, in a horror movie, you would lock up a child? <laughs> Whoa, okay. <laughs> you could have just you, said where Harry Potter it's goes. It's where you have a caged human in a horror movie. <laughs> okay. Wait, That's the best way I can describe uh, it. Dave, can we... Aaron, let's just I'm take sorry, a break. where is the... Does it come with a caged child? Dave, let's talk about it. How does, how does the staircase Dave, work? let's talk about it. Can you take the TV out and there's a hole and you put the bars in and that's where you keep the people you captured? Oh, eat? we don't need the TV plugged in. It's just to dupe them uh, in there before I change the wall. What we don't need is black people! <laughs> okay. It's just where Harry Potter goes, Dave. <laughs> So um, a uh, magazine was made. You know where you torture people in your house if you can? <laughs> <laughs> so a magazine is created. Um, what? I don't. I didn't. I didn't write down the name. I don't know why. Oh it's something God. I usually do. But it was just simply 
It was just a magazine for how to expand and remodel and decorate Levitt homes. Okay. So there's so many fucking homes and yeah. so many people trying to probably make them slightly different than their neighbors. Right. That they're actually putting out a magazine telling people oh, that's, how to that's do that's also kind of genius in a way, too, though, to sell everything the exact same and then be like, want to make yours stand out? Yeah. It's totally, it's like fucking Ikea. Yeah, really. There, yeah. There it's are, the ikea If, if you homes. go on yeah. a website, there are Ikea mods. Uh, um, uh, if you, um, website, the internet. If you put in IKEA mods, there's all these people doing stuff to make your IKEA thing look different. How long until IKEA just makes a home kit? I don't know. We're all gonna die. <laughs> I mean, true. Eventually, mobile like being able to break your home down like a Lego hut. <laughs> Probably going to be pretty advantageous. <laughs> and move it? Yeah, you're yeah. right. You're right. They well, we're have... flooding. All right, kids, let's move the home. Come on, guys. Who wants to live in Bakersfield? Like we practice. Well, yeah, even think of like what happened in Hawaii yesterday when they were told there was an imminent missile headed towards them. Like you that got in fine. a little Ikea pack home. All right, fine. guys, collapse the home. Get your backpacks. I would, I would take 38 minutes to send out the reverse message saying there weren't. You would take 38 minutes unless, you know, you're trying to sell ballistic missile defense uh, System. Never mind. Uh, Apparently, it was uh, again, a very exciting tourist destination as well. That was a that was a white winkman if I've ever seen one. The July 1950 issue of the Nassau Daily Review Star reported that Levittown's frame has spread so widely. Fame. Sorry. Quote, Levittown's fame has spread so widely, both in America and abroad, that it now ranks near the Statue of Liberty among the seven wonders which New York City visitors want to see. The, the, so, the, the suburb? <laughs> Over the Statue of Liberty? So people, Dude, so with a check in the mail, well, the check was in the mail for our demise for ages. <laughs> people, it just fell behind the couch or something. People would come to New York City and they'd be like, man, this is beautiful. I saw that that big building you got. I saw the statue lady. What about all these homes that look the same? Where's that cul-de-sac at? Whack. Can I just see the street you drive down and everything looks exactly the same, including the people? Do you have that? Because I want to feel like I'm in some sort of crazy twilight zone. In the movie business, I believe they call it the B-roll city. Is that around here? <laughs> William Levitt was now one of the richest people in the world. Well, good people get rewards. William had a huge ego. What, from what? He lived lavishly, if you can imagine. Um, he, uh, what is that, a selfie? That is him uh, uh, out on his boat. Is that the picture of him, or is that his boat in the background? That's him on a boat. That might be his boat in the background as well. He might have a big yacht. Oh, he might I'm have sure been, he like... Did. A foreground uh, shot. Um, but it's him and his lady. This was a story about how awesome their lives were. Um, he bragged he hated all exercise except for golf and would only read newspapers and magazines. No <laughs> books. Oh, boy. <laughs> he leased a huge apartment on Fifth Avenue in Manhattan. He had a limo and a driver. When he went to eat with a group, he would tell everyone where to sit and then order their food for them. Oh. He always had a steak. <laughs> oh, my God. What? <laughs> Oh well, it sounds. Bobby, you it, sit there. You're okay. having uh, you're having soup and bread, just I'm plain really, bread. Okay, I'm really. Louise, you're having a salad, and uh, yeah, just a salad. You sit on the floor. No, I don't want to sit on uh, the floor. Tommy, William. yeah, uh, Brett. I, can I get maybe something to eat? I, I didn't eat all day because I thought maybe I'd get some food tonight. Entitlement. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna have a steak, nice, juicy, 
Medium rare. No, let's go medium. Okay, so one salad, a soup, two breads, and a medium rare steak for Garcon. Yeah, can you make all of them sit on the floor? Absolutely. Get out of those chairs, assholes. Get out of those chairs. William Munsey on the ground. Also, every time you bring my steak, could you put it down and wink at me and say, man, you are rich. Absolutely. Thank you. Man, you are rich. Thank you. Here's a tip. 50 cents. My other tip is buy a Levittown house. My other tip is keep out everyone who's not pure white. In July 1957, B and Lou Weschler, a Jewish couple who lived in Levittown, so they sell the Jewish people. They snuck in. Um, they decided to sell their home. Okay. Now. Uh-oh. They're not going to do something crazy like. B and Lou uh, were white radicals who were friendly with a lot of communists. Okay. They believed the whites-only Levittown uh, policy was not cool and that racial equality was a necessary part of American life. What, what, how did they sneak into Levittown with these open-minded values? Uh, I think that some people... Did they have to dig a hole to get under the fence? I, I, I bet some people moved there and then were kind of shocked at what, how... Because this is much less segregated than a lot of other places. Like right. This is like the, the extreme example. Um, but I bet they were... Or they lived there for a little while and got radicalized. Or their plan was to buy and do this. It'd be great to go there and this the first thing you do is convert to Judaism. <laughs> Right away. Um, so, what did they do? Well, William Myers was born in New York and raised in Pennsylvania. Myers enlisted uh, during the war, and he served two and a half years fighting for his country. Okay. When he came home, he used the GI Bill to go to college. After, he met and married Daisy, and they started a family. Okay. A few years later, he was working as an engineer in a refrigeration test laboratory. Yeah, this was called? In New Jersey. This is also called? Daisy had a This big, isn't as cold. This, Daisy, I don't know if you know what engineers do. Super cold again. I think colder than the first two. I think what you're talking about is maybe a guy that you would... I'm picturing a guy working in a fridge factory. Yeah, no, but you're you literally... Not even a fridge factory, because a guy at a fridge factory would make fridges. You literally... I mean, no, your no, mind the test, hired the a guy floor. who tests whether it's cold. Yeah, they're on the test floor. So he just walks in as yeah. opposed to having a temperature no, gauge? No, dude, he's opening a bunch of different like cold okay. things. Yep. Oh, this is very cold. Yeah. <laughs> so I, we're learning why you should never have a company. GearCore is thriving. Do we not have a GearCore cold tester guy? I'm him. <laughs> oh, this is freezing. This is very cold. <laughs> this. <laughs> so Daisy has a degree in education. She's a she's a. a uh, uh, he's educated. She's educated. He okay. fought for his country. They're sort of the good people. They're, well, they're the typical sort of American couple at this age. They sure. just happen to be black. Sure. Oh, okay. Right. So the Weschlers sold their house to the Myers. Okay. Um, they're not radicals. They're not political. They're just uh, a black family who wanted a nice life. They had two kids. Are she's they, pregnant with a third. Are they, they aware of the... Uh, no. Okay. Right. Bill had seen the news about the promise of life in Levittown, America's first suburb. Uh, it meant having a community and a sense of security. And for the Myers, it meant moving into a new America. Right. The house was three bedrooms and had a two-car garage. It was a corner lot. For the first two days, Bill and Daisy came and cleaned up the house. Okay. So what does that look like if you're a white guy who lives next door? Uh, Black people come in and clean up the house. What's that look like? Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, God. Right. They think they're cleaners. Oh, my God. So they're just like... On the third day... Hey, do you guys do all the houses around here? <laughs> on the third... Uh, the honey, they're funny. They said they're moving here. <laughs> 
on the third day, August 13th, they moved in. Uh, they were hey, the- these cleaners seem to be furnishers, too. These are very bold cleaners. The- I like these are arrangers and cleaners. They were the first black family to move in since Levittown had opened 10 years before. Okay. When the mailman came, I should say this is the Pennsylvania Levittown, right? Not you the, did not, not the say original. It. Okay, so this is the Pennsylvania Levittown, okay. which was built around the same time. Okay. So the mailman comes and he knocks on the door and Daisy answers and he asks to speak to the owner. Hi, uh, miss. What are you? <laughs> he thought she was the maid. Oh my God. Daisy said, I am the owner. And the mailman said, quote, you? You're the owner? That's right. He handed her a letter and walked off like he'd been punched in the face. Oh, my God. Daisy said to Bill, quote, he looked ill. The mailman then went door to door, speaking like a racist Paul Revere. Quote, it happened. Niggers have moved to Levittown. Oh, shit. He went and said that at every house that he went to. Oh, my God. So there they are. Look like a nice couple. God, it really is like, uh, it's so, I, I, yeah, that's just fucking crazy. Within 15 minutes of the mailman coming to the house, small groups of people started gathering on the lawn of the house across the street. Oh my gosh. So now people are just showing up. Because black people have moved in. They're just so irate. Uh, that they're now just like gathering well, to be like, you can't live here. I think it's part irate. Oh, are they more fascinated? I think that they're, yeah. I think that they're like, well, I'm sure some are irate, but I think a lot are just like, what, what? is going, what could possibly be happening? Did you hear? Okay, this crowd start to gather. Wow. Yeah. That's, how you, that's, how you make, that's how you make people feel comfortable. Yeah. So and there's just, a crowd outside because we're black, hon. They're just in little groups yeah. and they're kind of. You know, in different areas, watching this corner lot. Whoa. It's a corner lot. Imagine, dude. It's. Um, Whoa. So then the phone rang and Daisy answered it. And it was a hysterical woman screaming. I don't want to freak you out, but black people have moved into the neighborhood. Oh, God. Quote. I will not let my children drink chocolate milk again as long as I live. Then she hung up. Okay. So let's so, just. Okay. Now let's. Say that to your core. No, Dave, let's say to your core, you feel because of the race of someone, you you can't have your kids do something. Yeah. I think with a little more thought, you could come up with something better than what. Well, I would say was a, uh, a, a, a an terrible, opening salvo, a, a terrible, terrible, uh, clearly racist, but not creative jab. I won't let my kids drink chocolate milk. I mean, it's like she didn't want to be super what? racist, but she wanted to be racist. Right. Like she's maybe a church going lady and that's the best she can come I'd up with. I'd love to see the list of the other three she had on there <laughs> before she went with that. Daisy asked Bill if they if he thought there would be any trouble, and he assured her there was nothing to worry about. The Weschler's phone rang shortly after. Where are they now? Now they've moved somewhere else. They okay. moved nearby, okay. but they're. It was one of their old neighbors. Did they? Did they know that? Yes. It'll be see. So they're doing this as a the radical move to like sort of yeah. Uh, they they've gone disrupt in a so the one way. there's this weird disconnect thing where they've gone as far as to contact certain people to tell them this is happening and they've contacted and a lawyer has sent a letter to the Levittown offices and the police department right like 
the people in authority positions have been warned by the Weschlers and others. The people who don't seem to know are, are the, the Myers, right. the people moving in. Right, right. So there's that's a thing, cool. There's a thing happening there. That's oh, you're on a reality show. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, the Weschler's phone rings. It's one of their old neighbors. He just screams, you nigger-loving Jewish motherfuckers. This would be the first of one of many calls to Weschler's house. So, people who live there... Makes you miss the chocolate milk call. livid that this Jewish couple, who are pretty sold, fucking radical... Sold to a... Sold to a black... black like, they, right. the betrayal... right. We let you Jews move in, and we bit our tongues, but then you Jews sold the blacks? Not in Levittown, baby. In the afternoon, the Levittown Times newspaper came out. On page two near the bottom was a short... Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> it was a short story titled, Oh, my God. 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 That's what's written in it by Jane Sussman. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Okay. Oh, my God. Oh, God. Oh, my God. Okay. 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 Oh my, okay. Okay. Remember the West... Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Quote, the first Negro family to buy a Levittown home. And then it briefly describes them, reports they moved into 43 Deep Green Lane in the Dogwood Hollow section that morning. It said the family was made up of William Myers, his wife, Daisy, and their three small children. Although it's not three small, it's two, and she's pregnant. Well, it's still small. It's just um, inside. Cars start driving by. So what? It, so then when she reads in the Levittown paper that they're featured as the first Negro Oh, she hasn't family. read it because she's not getting the paper yet. They just moved in. Right, okay. They have no idea. Okay. Cars start driving by. Oh, boy. Uh, two, two hours. There's so many cars that there's now a traffic jam in front of the house. Oh, my God. Quite a few cars start displaying Confederate flags. Oh, boy. Because okay. it's Pennsylvania. The side that fought against... <laughs> By 7.30 p.m., reporters started showing up. They took pictures and interviewed people who are now milling about. What do you think about this black thing? <laughs> well, everybody's still totally freaked out here on the ground, Diane. Back to you guys. I mean, I'll put up a um, YouTube. Uh, there's a documentary. Like, I, it's, it's not even a documentary. It's just a guy sort of exploring the mindsets. He's just asking people questions. And you just can't believe, like, like there's a normal person who's like, yeah, it's fine. You know, they moved here. It's blah, blah, blah. And then there's a guy that's like, I have four children. What are they going to do? And you're like, what's happening right now? In, in <laughs> shot uh, around this time? This time. Exact wow. same, exact time. It's an amazing. I watched the whole thing. I was just, like, staring at these people. Um, so then a drunk man comes to the door. And this is their first night. Comes to their house. Demands to know who had sold them the house. Quote, how much did you pay for it? What right do you have to come? I just want to find the people who sold it. Just tell me what their names are. Bill tells him to check the, check the public record, which the drunk guy then shouted to the crowd that they should check the public record. And someone yelled, quote, something is going to happen. I'm sticking around to see. So that guy's just excited about the potential coming violence. Yeah. There's that guy who's like, man, there's going to be something good right now. Come on. Yeah, he hears the public record news. He's like, no, oh, come on. That's going to take a long time, and we're drunk. So the Myers are definitely thinking this was now going to be a problem. Sure. The crowd is now big and very angry. Oh, my God. <laughs> 
Oh my God. So what do you... Now that's just a photo of the people, I think after they've been moved across the street, but they're on their lawn. They're, they're not staying in an area. Talk they are everywhere surrounding Feeling the like house. a fucking alien. Like... Oh, fuck yeah. Can you even imagine? I mean, I can't even imagine. What do you, what? So it's literally, if you, if this picture that I put up, it's, it's, it's a street. And then across the street, there are just a hundred white people. No. Yeah. It looks like people waiting for like the Beatles, like to come out. (laughs) Except it's not. Yeah. (laughs) Um, so, uh, women were swearing and spitting. Men were angrily grumbling. Um, many said they had come here because William Levitt promoted it as a whites only community. Some shouted, quote, Levitt promised. Oh my God. Like little babies. He said we wouldn't get this. What are you? Uh... Someone shouted, quote, no one wants them here. Let's drive them out. The Myers next door, uh, neighbors who were totally 100% fine with them living there. They came out and tried to calm down the crowd. The neighbor told them that the Myers had the same right to buy a house as anyone else here does. And then an angry man stepped up and got in his face. You should be ashamed of yourself. Our houses are worth only half of what they were yesterday. Oh, my God. Now, what? apparently, I didn't. Apparently, there was an appraisal. (laughs) Who appraised this? The clan. Well, this house looks all good. Now, who's living next door? Uh, 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 There's a black uh, couple. Whoa, I'm going to cut this in half. uh, um, soon the neighbor realized that his safety was at stake and uh, a friend of his actually said, you got to get out of here. Okay. So he retreats back to his house. Right. So even defending this situation is yeah. your life's in danger. So Bill and Daisy called the cops and plead for help. Uh, their kids are now bawling. Uh, they felt. The- I mean, that conversation could very easily have just been one where they're just like, yes, we're calling about the Myers who have moved into Levittown. Like, oh, man, we are aware of that and we're doing everything we can to get them out of the house. No, we're the Myers. Uh-huh. Oh, um, hi. Hey, uh, sit- wrong number. Call back. Sit tight. <laughs> New phone. Who this? You're going to be fine. Um, uh, so they they from the conversation, they felt like the cops had no intention of coming. Um, then they heard two ma- men yelling outside. They should get dynamite and blow up the house. That, yeah, that's going to bring your property values back up. <laughs> yeah. Now that they've been cut in half, I, I think mean, the appraisal is really going to enjoy the fact that some of them explode. Look, bombings are good for, uh, yeah, that's, that's, that helps every, that helps the local economy at minimum. Yeah. Uh, so, um, then the cops actually did come and the Myers were obviously relieved. But it didn't last long. As they watched out their window, the cops did nothing to disperse the crowd. Instead, they just started ticketing cars that were parked illegally. Uh, Turns out a lot of the cops lived in Levittown. Oh, God. So the Myers had had this enough. Is like, I mean, this is like a horror film if you're the Myers. Yeah. Oh, thank God the cops are here. Well, Matt, Matt Damon, apparently, that, he did a movie this year that was about this. But Downsizing. I, but they didn't make a lot of the connections that you're saying. I think it was based on this. and then they Is that did, right? Yeah. I think what they wanted to do was do a movie about this. And then as they got through the production process, it became about nothing. Right. <laughs> so I haven't seen it. Um, so the Myers had had enough. They ran to their car as they held their kids. The reporters took photos. The crowd jeered at them. The crowd slowly parted as they drove through. And after they were gone, leaders started to emerge from the group. They uh. stood and gave speeches as the others listened. <sighs> the crowd was now about 250 people. 
So those speeches are just like, you see, if we stand together, we could keep this away. Like that sort of stuff. Yeah. I mean, look, one guy I read about, he's from North Carolina and, you know, why he moved here was to be a white only place. Like there's a there's a lot of there's a lot of Southern influence that, you know, I I felt when I was reading about this. So a group of teenagers then threw rocks through the front picture window at that point. Six cars pulled up, and 15 policemen came onto the lawn carrying clubs, and the sheriff arrived. The crowd started to get more and more out of hand. Oh, boy. I don't know if I have a picture of the window, do I? Large crowd. No. Looks like I didn't bring it. It was too small. It's a weird thing about when you go on on Google Photos to find photos. Some of the pictures are tiny, and you're like, what? <laughs> I know. Like, when you drag one, you're just like, wait, what is oh, this? Oh, look. It's, a, it's like a tiny, tiny Yeah. Picture. No, this is for a mouse's wallet. Um, so, uh, a 45 year old man and his wife, uh, got arrested while they were, uh, being put in the car. A woman yelled, quote, come on, let's everybody get arrested. Let's make a big thing out of this. What is like mobs just can't hang out for too long. It's just ridiculous. Uh, Otherwise it's loudest idea wins. (laughs) Three teenagers who threw the rocks are arrested. Several people then came to the conclusion they should call and get William Levitt to save them. Right. So they're like, okay, what about our hero, our Lord and savior? Yeah. Uh, But when they called, they were told William Levitt had left town. What? William had been warned. And he's been doing laundry on Sundays. What? Uh, so he they, he had been warned of the sale, and he'd just flown the coop. Oh, okay. Uh, with all the reporters and photographers, he wanted to be nowhere near the mess. Sure. Sure. The next morning, the Myers family slowly drove back to their house. It was very quiet. They hadn't slept much the night before. Trash and cigarette butts were all over their lawn. <sighs> the front window had uh, holes in it, uh, but they were determined to stay. They made breakfast. Sure. And then the phone started ringing, so they're having a little breakfast comfortable what now what do you talk about at a breakfast after a night like that dave sports (laughs) so how was your night jimmy well i cried all night because white people were saying they wanted to blow up the house all right eat your toast non-white toast this is is this normal i mean think about what you're you're just like what the fuck these white people are out of their goddamn minds here's the other thing is like as someone who has a kid and knowing what my kid gets scared of yeah like, this is an unbelievable thing to explain to a child. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. Um, I so, mean, you've got to make up something. I think this might be Santa territory. You can't make it up because there are crazy fucking white assholes on the lawn yelling shit. Like, there's no making anything up. The kids There should the be danger. a kid book called Skews Whitey. <laughs> Give me a whole series. Yeah. What's Whitey up to now? Yeah, the Skews Whitey series. <laughs> Why does he do it? Well, it's just one of those situations for right now somewhere you've got to say, Skews Whitey. Ah, uh, fuck. Um, a so, White Wakeman book. So they go back to their house. They start, they're having breakfast. Um, then the phone starts ringing. This time it was family and friends who had heard about what had happened on the news. And then even strangers started a call from around the country. One woman called to say she was ashamed. To I'm be drinking white. chocolate milk again. <laughs> I overreacted, and I and my children will now have chocolate milk again. Plus, Jimmy won't drink regular milk. He'll only drink chocolate milk. <laughs> so, so that that was part of it. But then after uh, thinking about it, I decided that we will all drink. I was like, should I not chocolate drink? Should I not eat milk. chocolate? Um, and um, there's so many there's so many brown things, you know. Yeah. So. so 
you know. Anyway. But I've, it's a big step for me. I think this has been a good call. And I'll be drinking whiskey again and not just gin, um, as I was for a while. I, and the clue is out. And I'm not even sure who that is. That feels like it's... <gasps> White Russians! <laughs> Wait, it, how long can I leave a message? <laughs> oh, sorry. I'm, I'm just sorry. babbling. I'm just I'm shouting about drinks again. Also, there's no answering machine, uh, so I don't know what much. I'm doing. Why am I... And this isn't even a phone. It's a box of, box of tissues I'm holding to oh my, my head. Oh, my God. I'm in my closet. My ears are bleeding. <laughs> oh, boy. I just realized I took acid. <laughs> okay. So one woman called to say she was watching the news and she felt ashamed to be white. Representative from the Friends Service Association. Hi, I'm from Friends Who Services. Fuck, what is that? Like, what Hi, crazy 50 shit is happening now? Hey, 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 Bobby, what do you say we start a, 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 a Friends Association, like a Friends Service Association? And we'll just be friends with people. Or that's, or that's where you just get a knock at your door like, how you doing, sir? Uh, your name is Dan? Yeah. And you're friends with Travis? Yeah. Well... Uh, Travis didn't want to bring this up, but uh, earlier today you guys went to see a movie and grabbed a bite to eat after. And, uh-huh. um, yeah. Well, you said you'd pay him back yeah. for him picking up the tab, and you never did. Oh. He's a little hurt by that. So. Okay. Oh, we're with Friend Services, by the way. I'm Sergeant, oh, oh, I'm Sergeant Terrence. Oh, I didn't, know you're, is, I didn't know what was happening. You're Deputy Clark. Clark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I, called you, I called you with the, the thing. Yeah, where, I thought you looked familiar when, when with When I gave Joe. Bobby a ride and yeah. he didn't say thank you. Right. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. yeah, that was a fun case. Yeah. Unfortunately, um, you're on the other end of this one. So yeah. if you could apologize to Travis. Absolutely. Give him the money. You know I love great. you guys. Yeah, yeah. He just doesn't want to do it. Totally. All right. We got a lot of... Sorry? No, I love you guys. All right, yeah. So we got a long night ahead of us, so we're going to... I don't know yeah. what this community would be like without the Friends Services Association. Well, look, we're weird and we're here. That's our slogan. <laughs> so FSA, baby! Yeah, that's right, my man. You bet. All right. Uh, so the Friends Services Association said they would help uh, throughout the day. They got a chance. <laughs> I don't even Friends know what that meant. Services. I tried to figure out what that meant. I couldn't figure it out. I will help. Reporters came and asked uh, the Myers if they were going to stay. During the afternoon, the kids went next door to play with the neighbors. And has all this horrible racism made it impossible for you to live here? <laughs> so the, the kids go next door to play with the neighborhood kid, the, the neighbor kids next door, who yeah. are a friendly family. Sure. But when they were in the, in the yard, suddenly pears started flying across the street. The big bully kid who lived there was doing his thing. So now it's just this. Throwing pears. They, they, they kept describing him as this fat bully kid. Sure. But he's just like winging pears. The, okay. Okay. The Myers hustled their kids inside. And then the mob began to grow again. Now they were defying police orders not to gather. There were teenage boys in blue jeans with greased hair, teenage girls in plaid sleeveless shirts, pregnant women carrying babies, and lots of men with their arms crossed. So everyone's just... So everything from the Outsiders to the Sock Hop Gang. (laughs) (laughs) So it looks... It's just a weird fucking situation. Jesus, it is very weird. Right, you got the babies, you got the strollers, you got the just people hanging out. out. Yeah. Cars with Confederate flags start showing up again. That's always a really good. So there's a combination of people that live in the neighborhood and then outside what I believe we now call agitators. There's like racists coming in, sure, from other places to like you know, right, hot spot. Yeah. By three, stoke the fire. By three thirty p.m., more than a thousand cars had rolled by. The crowd just keeps getting bigger. The cops uh, tried but couldn't keep them out. At eight p.m., the Myers decided to leave again. This time, the police escorted them out. And the crowd was quiet as they were marched to their car. So baby so you steps, have a, yeah, right, baby <laughs> steps. So you have a slight uptick in tolerance, human behavior by the, right, by the police. Right. 
Um, once the Myers drove away, the crowd came back to life. One man yelled, quote, this is why I moved out of Philadelphia. It's uh, nice that a guy just screamed, I, I am partaking in white flight. And yeah. this, is not, this is not at all what was expected. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, police, uh, people started saying this was a setup by the NAACP. One woman said, quote, whoever persuaded them to move here naturally picked a model Negro family. It's the families that follow that worry me. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> that's sweet. That's nice to hear. I like this one. It's that it's who they'll kick the door open for I that worries. I fear a more <laughs> menacing looking it, black man. Isn't it really this, though? It really is. It's like... the. I mean, that's such a conundrum because well, she recognizes that I know they're fine. It's just the ones I've been brainwashed to believe exist. Well, but it's it's class like this is classism right here. So yeah. she is she's literally saying, I don't want the, the lower classes to come here. But it, white, black, yellow, it doesn't fucking matter. Yeah. That's a different class that can't afford to live here. Right. The people that can live here are professional people like the Myers who you are no different than except for fucking skin color. Right. Oh my God. Um, so, uh, <sighs> cops, cops start moving people. Um, but they'd move them and then they leave and then the people would go back and then the cops would come back and then they move them again. And right. so this just went on and on. And finally the cops just gave up okay. moving people and they got in their cars and they drove off. Good, good stuff. Well, that's a job done. So Hal Lefcourt, uh, who was nicknamed Mr. Levittown. Hello, I'm Mr. Levittown. He was considered the voice of the community and a member of the Bristol Township Board of Commissioners. He was leading a meeting a mile away at this time. Sure. At 10 p.m., a mob of angry Levittown, Levittowners burst in and started yelling, Do something! <laughs> Jeez. I love, like, I get, like, the racism is there, but there's also this level of just fucking, like, childlike panic of when a kid looks at their dad and is like, stop this from happening, daddy. Yeah. Like, it's just so fucking. Well, you know, what's amazing too, is that we've like that, that sort of, uh, volcanic reaction, like where people just explode and want change immediately has also sort of died in us, even though this one's miss like misfired. Like that is something that now we just use our phones to get. We get outraged yeah. at the device, this whereas is, you used to be online. like, yeah, you used to bang on doors with torches. Yeah, and now if you look at like today, what is it going to take for us now to get? Oh torched? no, that'll I mean, when, by the time that comes, it's going to be like, oh, this is ending. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we'll be underwater. Like we should have tried. So these people are mad that the police kept making them leave the Myers lawn. And one guy yelled, quote, my wife is foreign born. And she says the police there, my wife is foreign born. And she says the police here are worse than in Nazi Germany. Wow. Okay. Everybody. So basically there's like a Jerry Springer vibe out on the lawn. <laughs> We're just the crazy no, this guy's at the meeting. This guy came to the town. Oh, right. Commissioner right. Meeting. Okay, right. Right. So he's saying that, the commission should ban blacks from Levittown. So that's what they're all demanding. They're demanding the commission ban blacks from Levittown and saying that because they won't ban blacks, they're like Nazis. Right. Wow. So I mean, it's that's already... A, that's a reach that'll I mean, hurt it's, your spine. It's just a couple years after the war, and they've already lost the understanding of what Nazis are. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Pretty fast, too. <laughs> 
The commissioners tried to explain to the group that because of the law and what the courts had ruled, they had no legal standing to ban black people. The mob was not having it. No. Quote, there's no law on this land that says we have to live alongside them. Alongside them. Uh, that actually, family moved in, caused the riot, not us. Um, I actually. Uh, They're the riot starters. A couple couple things real quick. Yeah. Uh huh. You started the riot. No, no, they did. They moved in. Nope. And, How uh, am I supposed to react to people moving in who are black? Uh, well, like it's the law. Um, no. Okay, you have. A, okay, I don't think we can. No, uh, no, no. Okay, all right. Uh, does anyone else want to say anything? Mommy. Okay, look. There's. A, I love my mommy. There's a line of people behind you who also have things to say, sir. So you're gonna need. <laughs> Someone... There's black people moving Okay, all right. Well, now it's taking a shocking turn. Someone put a little, put a banky on him and hold it. Hold it. Hey, hey, little guy. I don't like it anymore. Little guy, listen, that's the law. Okay, little cutie? Shh, shh, shh. Why don't you do me a favor? Here's what we're going to do. Here's what we're going to do. Here's what we're going to do. Okay, we're going to take you to your house. We're going to put you on the couch. Okay, we're going to get some apple slices, some warm, warm milk, okay. maybe a little chocolate okay. milk, but not a lot. Okay. And then you're going to take a little nap and see how you feel when you wake up. See, oh, and we, what we need from you is big boy strength, okay? okay. need you to be a big boy. Yeah. Okay? Okay. Okay. A big white guy. Well, let's stop putting race on it, okay? okay. That's kind of what we're trying to get away from over here. No, 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 no. All right, all right. Come on, guys. You put him in my arms. Let me rock him. So the mob's not having it. Okay. Um, <laughs> Mr. Levittown told them it was time for them all to go home. <laughs> Is that how mobs work? All right, mob. I think you're about done here. All right, gentlemen. All right, mob. I've heard enough. Um, but then a second group poured in right at that moment. Now there were about 100 shouting people. Hey, we're the second mob. <laughs> hey, we're mob too. Hey, we're night mob. So basically what was happening is the cops were clearing the street, and when they did, a bunch of people would go, we got to go to the meeting. <laughs> and then they, yeah, it was the whole. Good God. Uh, a woman yelled, quote, you should tell that black cock-sucking son of a bitch to get the hell out of here. Now she's talking about Daisy. Okay. Oh, wow. Uh, Mr. Levittown had had it. He started yelling at them. He yelled at her, quote, you punk, get out of here. Every one of you, get out of here. Then Mr. Levittown started crying as he yelled. Because the precious place he lived in was crumbling in front of his eyes. Quote, crying and yelling. She lives in America. She has a right to live wherever she wishes. Wow. What's going on there? Well, the fucking, the guys who are normal are like, what the fuck is happening? My, but that's Mr. Levittown breaking the, down? Yeah, because he, what he sees is like, oh my God, all these people I live with are fucking monsters. Okay, gotcha. So he's having a different breakdown. Sure. Which we recently experienced as a nation. Sure. Oh, man. Uh, so Mr. the meeting ended. Mr. Levittown went home. And when he got there, one of the leaders of the pack called and said the cops wouldn't let them meet. And Mr. Levittown screamed in the phone, put a goddamn flag on your house and go meet. <laughs> so. <laughs> okay. Wait, who's he saying that to? One of the racist guys who was. So he's saying put a flag on your house and yeah, go meet? Yeah, because you want to have a fucking meeting, put a flag on your house and have a meeting. Okay. Um, the next day, I guess you need a flag to have an official. Tour. I mean, I think this is one of those digs that gets lost in the time. Yeah, but it was good. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm sure at the time he was like, oh, how dare you? Oh, you said to put a flag on our house and have one. Can you believe that? So the nerve. This is what's happening outside the meeting. Oh, my God. So now, uh, oh, this might be the next day. Wait, let me let me go back. I don't put that up yet. Yeah, yeah, that's the next day. I apologize. Um, well, I so, don't like where we're headed. <laughs> 
Oh, God. The next day, this is big news. Newspaper and magazine reporters uh, from Philadelphia, New York, and other U.S. cities descended on Levittown. TV and radio crews were all over the place. The Levittown chief of police wired the governor, quote, the citizens of Levittown are out of control. He asked for the state police to come. The governor made a statement condemning the mobs. Some people came to support the Myers, but they were far dwarfed by the haters. About a mile from the Myers' home, 600 protesters gathered the next night uh, outside a veteran of foreign, a veteran of foreign wars post. So that was the picture I just put up. So this is, is this is outside a meeting of uh, a, a little while, a, if, about a if, mile away from where black people have moved. If you're the Myers, are you like? You probably can't even answer this, but I wonder how much is actual like logistical predicament as far as you've just moved and bought a place or whatever. Yeah, what are you going to do? And how and how much is like fuck these people? Well, logistically, you you know the only pl- they were going to his dad's house at night. You can't move into your parents' house right. when you've got a family right. and you've put all your money into this fucking house. Right. Logistically, you're fucked. Yeah. Okay. Um. So uh. So the this. At the VA, the VFW, this big fucking meeting is happening. It had been rented for a dollar. What? Because one of the lead racists was a member, and so he rents it, and they're like, yeah, yeah, we'll help you out with that great cause. Leaders took to the stage and gave speeches denouncing the Myers. Some priests had come to try and talk some sense into the crowd, but it didn't go well. We just want to talk about hanging up laundry on Sundays. You guys are still doing it. <laughs> Uh, one man tried to fight one of the priests. I'll, tell you, I'll show him. After that, the man said he was the chairman of the, quote, Levittown Betterment Committee. He just came up with that? They were, they've just formed. I beat up a priest. I'm in charge of the betterment part now. <laughs> you know, if you beat up a priest, then you're part of the li- making things good. It's very simple. It's, as, it's simple like catching a leprechaun and getting a wish. <laughs> if you beat up a priest, you become in charge of betterment. The purpose of the committee was to find, quote, legal ways of force to get the Myers to move out. They picked volunteers to go door to door in Levittown to talk to people to help drive the Myers out. All right. Who wants the canvas? People yelled out different. They were. They were fucking canvases. No, yeah. It's going to be really comfortable to have a uh, <laughs> an election. People uh, yelled out different ideas of ways to get them out. One man yelled, quote, burn them out. Okay. We're not. Uh, let's. Not do those right away, Gus. I'm sure there were cheers when they said oh, that. I bet, yeah. No, it feels like Springer. Uh, at the end of the meeting, the Levittown Betterment Committee, now a thousand strong, marched to the Myers' home. The Myers weren't even there. They had gone to Bill's parents' house in York, but when the mob got to Deep Green Lane, they found 21 straight trooper, troopers with clubs guarding the house. This did not stop them. Using union techniques. See if I can find this picture. Um, That's better than a fence. So, oh, those are the lines. Um, so they're using union techniques. Oh yeah, here. It is. So they start they start protest marching. So they're in they're in groups of two, and they're marching like they're in a picket line. Okay. Uh, and they're marching in pairs. There's teenagers, parents, mothers, babies, and strollers. Um, they're clapping their hands in rhythm. They went around the block. So now they've formed this big just right. picket line of people around the block, right. which, is, which are, you saw the blocks, they're yeah, fucking yeah. huge yeah. blocks. Um, so someone couldn't handle the simple protest method and threw a rock at the side of the house elsewhere. Uh, classic racists were really coming out of the woodwork. 
At the nearby Levittown Walt Disney Elementary School, an eight-foot bamboo cross wrapped in turpentine-soaked rags was set on fire. Oh, my. Well, that's a lot. You just jammed a lot into one sentence. At the Disney what? The Walt Walt Disney Disney Elementary School. Okay. So this means the Klan is here. Oh, boy. Because no one else is going to burn a cross. It's the fucking Klan. Sure. The Klan's arrived. Right. Um, Another man threw a rock through one of the Myers windows in front of a reporter, then said to the reporter, quote, he's probably a nice guy, but every time I look at him, I see a 2000 drop off in the value of my house. Oh, my God. So this is just a business. This is a business thing I'm doing here. When I'm throwing a rock, it's not like I hate this guy. I'm mad. I'm just like. You know, I got to it's it's to make money. It's a small sect of uh, racists called business racists. I'm making money. I'm making money. Uh, the nights and days just go on like this. Crowds are gathering. Uh, they're throwing rocks. They're protesting against this black family. Rumors are swirling. One, I heard they're not even black. One guy that I interview was like, "There," he goes, "The rumors are so crazy. There's no reason to even tell them. Like if you if you told if I told you this, you would say that's insane." He goes, "But then everyone's believing it." What, um, some, what are they? People thought the Myers had been sent uh, and their house was paid for by black agitators. Okay. Uh, another was that the Myers just moved from white neighborhood to white neighborhood all across the country doing the same thing. That sounds <laughs> super plausible. That sounds like the, that out sounds, of the ones I've heard so far. That yeah. one sounds likely. Yeah. I mean, that's that's exactly what I you would know, think a pregnant woman would do. Yeah, no, just definitely. Yeah, for sure. Just Well, she's probably not even pregnant, Dave. Oh, my she's God. She's just got a pillow under there. Aaron's yawning. They're going to Aaron's yawning. Aaron's yawning. Oh, yelling? Yawning. Okay, yawning. Worse. <laughs> oh, this is great. <laughs> I guess this is what we're doing now. The cross burned. Um, the cross was burned in the Weschler's yard, right? Uh, the people who originally sold the house to the Myers. The, oh, oh, okay, the right. In their new house? Okay, right. Yep. Okay. Another cross was burned outside a friendly Quaker's home who had spoken out about the Myers' right to live where they wanted. Okay. So now anybody who comes out and says, You're getting leave pro- them alone, this is, this is how America should be, they're right. getting targeted. Right. Um, bullets were embedded in that cross, and when it was burned, they went off. Just kind of a... Kind of a cool feature, just to sort of change the metallicing of the KKK. Cross. I mean, look, I'm not, I'm not for uh, cross burning, no. but um, but upgrades are cool. I'm thinking this one. Yeah, you've got like the Banksy <laughs> of the KKK crosses. This one's going to be really great. Um, the Levittown Betterment Committee, who was now being called by, you think if somebody had the uh, smarts to start pulling bullets in them, they'd start figuring out better tactics than just like let's burn it again. Well, some guys are just super into cross burning, yeah. and it's like tradition. And yeah, it and is tradition. It's about um, it's actually uh, about their ancestors more than it is about. It's an homage, man. Yeah. Um, so, uh, Levittown Betterment Committee, which now people who support the Myers are calling it the Bitterment Committee. Oh, keep lighting. fucking killing it. They're knocking on doors with a petition. Quote, protesting the mixing of Negroes in our previously all-white community and asking people to sign it. So you can't have language in a contract that says whites only, but you can have a betterment commission going door-to-door asking to sign a petition to get black people out? Yeah. Okay. That's freedom of speech. Thank you. A lot of people signed it. A lot of people did not. Those who disagreed created this Citizens Committee for Levittown. They, so now there's another? Okay, so that's like super bad. There's battling, battling committees. Okay. They circulated a petition that condemned the violence and appealed for calm. Uh, we want you to sign a petition that says that you don't like the other petition. <laughs> and then this petition that says no more petitioning. 
White Levittown was breaking down along Civil War lines, all because a black family had moved in. A group moved into an empty house right behind the Myers. They unfurled a giant Confederate flag and loudly played the song Old Man River all day and all night, hoping to drive the Myers away. They ended up driving themselves away. Yeah, right. They weren't that bothered by it. Daisy, quote, I thought it was kind of funny. Somebody asked if we could stand the noise, and I said if the neighbors can stand it, we can too. So at this point, they're just like... Right. now I feel like they've they've been through the worst of it, and so now they're seeing just stupid bullshit. Right, and they know... Right. Like, it feels like maybe... And, you know, you can't step in their shoes, but it feels like maybe they're like, well, if we haven't been shot at or actually attacked now, it's probably not going to happen. Yeah. Well, when the tactic becomes, they're going to play music. Yeah. I think you're sort of like, they're crying it out. By now, newspapers from all over the world are carrying the Myers story. It's in the New York Times, the Washington Post, the London Times, the Manchester Guardian, and Pravda. Most of them attacked uh, Levittown's racial bigotry, and the PR was bad. But not locally. The four major newspapers that served the Levittown area were silent on the subject. An editorial in the Philadelphia Daily News condemned the violence but said, quote, civil rights are not involved here. <laughs> what? <laughs> well, then what the fuck is it? Well, yeah, what are you blaming it on? What? What? Uh, I mean, at least there's a recognition of reality I mean, from it, others. It's not about civil rights. It's just black people moving We in. condemn it. But it's not racist. Goodbye. Got nothing to do with that. Um... And, uh, a Philadelphia Evening Bulletin editorial said it was okay to protest a Negro moving into their community. Uh, the Philadelphia Inquirer and Levittown Times did no, took no editorial stance whatsoever. The Levittown Times didn't have any? No stand. No, t- took the no Levittown position. Times didn't have anything on it? Took no position. <laughs> what the fuck is on the front page of the Levittown Probably Times? Baseball scores. What's going on with the town? Fences. Pro and con. On the seventh night, over 500 gathered, but the state troopers decided to end it. This time, they pushed the crowd back a block from the Myers' home and made sure they stayed back. So for the first time ever now, they've pushed them away from the house. Okay. The crowd responded by throwing bricks and rocks at the troopers, right? So they're, they're pushing them back. Um, well, that's when troopers wore chin straps, just the way I like. I know, right? They got chin straps, but they got their fucking sticks out, which means they can fucking well, look at that kid. Why would you bring your fucking kid to your white race rally? Like, <laughs> well, when you put it like that, Dave. I mean, Jesus Christ! Leave the kids at home for your fucking bullshit. Um, I don't want them growing up open-minded. So people start throwing rocks at the troopers. The cops are seriously not down with that because they're cops, yeah. and they charged and they just start beating the shit out of the crowd with their batons. Men were hit on the head. And I read this in a newspaper. Women were hit on their buttocks. <laughs> um, what? Oh, well, weird compromise they found. The loophole is the bottom. Uh, so many in the crowd became hysterical. Now that totally makes sense because these are suburban, like these are these are suburban people who uh, are not used to sure. what it's really fucking like out there on the streets. Sure, yeah. If you actually want to protest and get real about something, yeah. No, they moved into Levittown. So so now they're in a total fucking panic. Right. Um, Suddenly being racist uh, in Levittown was dangerous. One police officer was hit on the head by a rock and laid out. Ooh. Like knocked out. Yeah. Okay. Um, so that image goes all around the world. Okay. Um, uh, so obviously other cops really not down with that. He has a concussion. He's taken to the hospital. 
the li- the officer lying flat on the lawn was caught by news cameras. Arrests were made. Some people in the crowd had shouted Gestapo at the police. Sure. Again, not understand the level of irony. <laughs> sure. Absolutely. Yeah. After the melee, so the fight's over, the cops have beat everybody up. Some of the larger crowd hung around until the early morning hours. Okay. At one point, they stood together and sang America, also known as my country, tis of thee. It's at like four in the morning. There's a bunch of fucking dumbass racists singing my country. T- oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> but after that night. One more time. The- after that night, the mob activity was over. The police made it known after one of theirs was injured, there would be no more crowds forming and they would handle it with violence. Okay. Right. So, you know, once you injure a cop. It's yeah, a, then, it's a, then it's real. Once it's in your backyard. It's a totally different game yeah, at that yeah. point. Um, the state police stayed around for a month and protected the, protected the Myers home. An injunction was obtained against the betterment group committee <laughs> forbidding <laughs> harassment. Their slow crawl to death. <laughs> the betterment committee. So they're forbidding, you know, the protests against the family. So I'm not sure what we're doing anymore at the betterment committee gang. seems like we just drink coffee and eat pie once a week at this point. Catch up. Well, that's better. Yeah. Um, the Weschler's house was painted with big red, uh, KKK letters. Well, then you just paint it all red. Um, do I not have that one? Do you have that one? Uh, yeah. Aaron? Upper right. So they paint it, and then he put an O in oh, front of it, so better. it says okay. <laughs> better. I said paint it red. That's better. Okay, okay, okay. I mean, Lou, Lou Weschler got a letter from the Ku Klux Klan telling him to shut up or else. Anyone who spoke out and said the Myers deserved to live uh, in Levittown were subject to threats and abuse. Two people were convicted of burning the cross on the Weschler's lawn. The press turned against William Levitt and his racist policies. The NAACP filed charges of discrimination against him, but William kept fighting to keep his community segregated. He clung to his racist policies. He thought the people who wanted to let blacks live in Levittown were also uh, communists. The company barred those uh, for integration from meeting on Levittown property. Uh, it also evicted two residents who invited black children from a neighboring community to their homes. Oh, my God. What? Yeah. Actually, they just invited kids over to play, and they were kicked out of their house. Protests were held in Levittowns to open up uh, communities to minorities. So there's protests. So now it's like a thing, right? Yeah. So now Levittowns are a thing, and there's protests happening. I don't think this is on the TV, but oh. so there's like actual protests like, so that's a pro there's people in the background who are against, uh, racist policies and, and then the white nationalist assholes in the front. What, what the guy with the sign that says, keep them white. What, is, what side is he on? Um, he is actually it's that guy. And the one behind that says integration stinks. Yeah. What side are they on? Um, they are actually, uh, union guys. Okay. They're there for another thing. Yeah. They're, they're just trying to keep that's the jobs. fencers union. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> Keep them white. So through it all, the Myers uh, stayed. They filed for orders of protection against the neighbors who had gathered on their lawn. So anybody who was involved, they fired, filed protection orders. They had a lawyer that was had done this around the country, and right. he was helping out. Um, they made friends in the neighborhood. Because there's also, that's the thing about watching that documentary, is there's just a lot of people who are like, what the fuck is going on? Like, like the, the assholes are a minority, yeah. but a loud one, yeah. Um, Boy, I wonder what that's like. Uh, 
One day, the group leader who had given speeches on their lawn came to their front door. Okay. He was running for office and asked for their vote. <laughs> what? A, the What? <laughs> what? Every vote counts. I know that... Uh, I know that we've had our differences, and I'm, I'm actually running for office to get you kicked out, but I could really use your vote. It'd be nice and neighborly of you to vote for me. Um, they did not vote for him. <clears throat> Why? A second black family, the Mosbys, moved in in uh, 1958. The reaction was much more subdued, but they dealt with quite a bit of racism. Their daughter said she was beaten up at school every day. The mother of the family didn't believe in taking uh, much shit. Soon after they moved in, a car pulled up and men started yelling obscenities. So Julia Mosby grabbed a baseball bat, ran outside, and started beating the shit out of their car. That's and the men there drove there off. There you go. There She's you go. fucking awesome. This a statement early. I mean, I wish that was on film because yeah. that's like the greatest moment. Yeah. Uh, the Myers moved back to York in 1961. So it lasted four years. Okay. I bet you 100 bucks is because of the kids. Right. Um, William Levitt eventually sold his stake in his company. Uh, he sold it for what would be $680 million today. Jesus Christ. Wow. He looks like the, he finally formed into what I thought he should look like early. Doesn't he look like he's out of trading places? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 Uh, the communities became less segregated after he sold them. Um, less segregated, less segregated, uh, the gen- watching the documentary, the general feeling in Levittown was that they weren't against minorities moving in while 60,000 people lived there. Only a thousand or so went out on the streets to protest. Wow. So, I mean, numbers would have been nice for 2000 to show up and say, it's okay. Wow. Uh, uh, Hofstra university professor Herbert Rosenbaum, who lived there said, quote, in those years, even liberal people like ourselves tended to take residential segregation for granted without approving it none of us went out into the street to change it so admittedly saying we could have done something but then you know but then you're literally like it it, it is the it is at that point the job of cops because if you go out on the street and you're fight then you're fighting in the streets you're literally fighting your neighbors in the streets well Dave, and where I does think that lead i mean it's, that, it's i think that's what would we'd call 2019 yeah, I mean, I would, I would, I always, I'm uh, a huge proponent of taking out the leaders, <laughs> but that's just me. All right, easy anthem. Huge proponent. Easy anthem. William Levitt had uh, changed America. He created a country full of suburbanites uh, and white flight. The effect he had will always be felt. Great American Bill O'Reilly was raised in a Levittown community called South Westbury. Obviously, it had no effect on him. Yeah. It's good that he came out of that. William uh, Levitt died in 1994, saddled with uh, great debt from continually trying to repeat the success of Levittown and failing. In 1987, William Myers died at his home at age 65, and Daisy died in 2011 at age 86. On the campaign trail, Donald Trump would talk about the success of Levittown. Oh, God, really? It's called the dog whistle. Oh, my God. I didn't even know that dogs... I didn't even know that was whistling. Yeah, yeah, dogs whistle. I guess that's why it's a dog whistle, huh? Dogs have whistles. Because some of us other animals can't hear it. How do you feel? Uh, You know, the usual. Uh, Disappointed. Mm -hmm. uh, Angry. Um, it's the first family moving into Levittown right there. Wow. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, when you, well, there's, a, there's, there's just so much like, obviously there's a lot of race, race shit going on right now, but when you, when you, when you get down to the, oh, the systemic nature of it and how access was denied. So that's, that's not just like. 
that's not just exclusion and, and, and white people. That's all those people bought houses for cheap yeah. and then built up equity and money and became wealthier because of it. Right. And black families were excluded from that. Right. And so when people say like, well, why, why didn't they freaking leave me? Well, they weren't allowed to. Yeah. Yeah. That's why. Yeah. Like all that became money that people then sold and bought a new house. Like that's, that's, that's supposedly the American dream. Just, you're just excluding people from it. Well, I think that's a part of the American dream. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's, I think that's insinuated a little. Yeah. Um, I think, I think that today if we had our Supreme court, I oh, think that I th- they would have ruled against it absolutely. and we would have uh, a different story right now. Absolutely. And I, who knows what that would have done, you know? Absolutely. I think I was thinking that the whole time. That really is that and it, that happened a lot. You yeah, know, yeah. where it would come down to the Supreme Court. Supreme and Court has would, made some of the most horrific and dehumanizing decisions in the history of mankind. Like yeah. they have, they have been at times of fucking abomination yeah. and I'm sorry, but citizens United has completely unraveled yep. America and they've destroyed it. No, you think now, I, I think when you think of the court now, it's like they're, I mean, man, they're fucking some monsters. It's not. I, and yeah, I mean like I, I need to go to Ruth Gator, Ruth, Ruth Ginsburg, Ruth Bader Ginsburg's house daily and like hydrate. Her. Well, you wouldn't want to talk like, to her about your, Colin Kaepernick though, take, would you? No. <laughs> but, no, but that's the problem, right? Is like, you're like, uh, truly that's, that, that's what is always so amazing is like, you know, the way that it's a, an argument down to Republicans or Democrats. And you're just like, they, I mean, when you've lived in it enough, you're just like, they just, that we need more goddamn choices. We can't just, you know, keep we don't need anymore. Like, you know, we don't need old people. Yeah. You need oh, to, yeah. you need to get to a certain age and yeah. get the fuck out because yeah. you know why? Not because you're too old, because you don't know what the fuck is happening anymore. And we sent we sent someone a couple years ago when uh, there was a patent troll coming after uh, a podcast, and we we oh, yeah. raised like sixty thousand dollars. We went through the EFF. And we sent a, we sent lawyers up there, and I when it happened, I talked to one of the women because I was one of the guys leading it, and she said, "Dave, I, I can't talk to them about podcasts because I go up to the hill." And 80% of them don't know what email is because they're so rich and they're so distanced from what normal people do that they don't use email. They're told stuff by people. Yeah. So you're talking about podcasts. I'm literally saying they're too old and rich to know what the fuck is happening in the world. Yeah. That's who represents us. So these yeah. fucking rich, there's no reason in the world a Supreme Court justice for do that for life. Yeah. No fucking reason yeah. in the world. Yeah. So stupid. Yeah. And then it's the same thing with like Diane Feinstein. She's gonna be fucking eighty nine or some shit if she wins again. Oh, no. Fuck that. Oh, well, also, like, how do you how do you govern when like you don't need to worry about twenty years from now? Right. Like, how how are you in the headspace of like? I mean, truly, that's just like, that's not, you know, that's like that's like worry. Like, who worries about the next hotel guest? Yeah. You know, nobody gives a shit. Well, anyway. Cool. Anyway, the Supreme Court ruled right on that. Yeah. <laughs> That'll change. All right. Anyway, that's White Flight. That's how it started. And it worked out great. Party. Um, anything? No. Is, what, are you sad you inside? S- yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah, I'm not going to keep going. But, yeah, of course. And and I'm wor- like, yeah, genuinely, like, you think about the future, and it's like, mm. <laughs> mm. Well, it's just what country you should live in. Yeah. Got a lot of choices. I think I might move to one of those shitholes. Yeah, baby. <laughs>
Oh, that was fun. Oh, hey there, everybody. It's Gareth, you know, from this uh, this podcast. Uh, listen, I've got some stand-up shows. I'm inviting the Garmy, the Gareth Army, to join me for. I will be in Fort Collins, Colorado, August 18th and August 19th. I will be in Minneapolis, Minnesota, August 24th through August 26th at Acme. I will be going to the UK in September. Please join me. I will be in Glasgow, September 13th, London, September 15th, Dublin, September 17th, and September 19th, Manchester, Birmingham, September 20th, Bristol, September 22nd, and Cardiff, September 24th. And then in November, I'll be in Australia. November 10th, almost sold out, I think. I'll be in Melbourne, Australia. Then I will be in Northbridge, Australia on November 15th. Adelaide, November 16th. Canberra, November 17th. Brisbane, November 18th. And then I will be in uh, Sydney on November 24th. Go to GarethReynolds.com for tickets. Garmy, let's get at it after it. Let's see you there. Hey there, people listening to The Dollop. Uh, This is Gareth. Yes, the same guy. Listen, I have a new podcast called We're Here to Help that I'm doing with my friend Jake Johnson. It's basically a call and advice show where we don't say that we're professionals because we aren't, but we try to help people with problems that are important to them. You can listen to it wherever you listen to podcasts, and it is out right now. So go listen to We're Here to Help with Jake and Gareth. We're here to help with Gareth and Jake. I don't remember how we did it, but either way, fun half hour comes out Tuesday, August 22nd, and the episodes will be out every Tuesday and Friday. We're here to help. 